This is Rural Technology Leaders, a special series produced through the Connected Nation podcast. In this series, we focus on companies and individuals that are utilizing technology and connectivity in rural America. Specifically, we learn about their businesses, look at how they leverage technology, what challenges they face, and how technology is changing their communities. I'm your host, Wes Kerr, and this is the Rural Technology Leaders Podcast. On today's show, we talk with Joe Ben Bogle, Product Manager of Ag Connections, LLC. Joe Ben spends much of his time managing several products related to Ag Connections LandDB, their flagship product, as well as their parent company, Syngenta's AgriEdge program. Joe Ben was recently recognized as Agriculturalist of the Year by the local Chamber of Commerce and has served as an advocate at the local and state level. Thanks for joining us today, Joe Ben. Glad to be here. Joe Ben, just as a way to kind of get us started talking this morning, um, how's, uh, how's your family uh, coping with the COVID-19? Well, much like everybody else, I find myself with a lot more coworkers, or at least maybe a different sort of coworkers than I'm used to. Uh, <laughs> so I just had a conference call and uh, a gentleman from Switzerland got to meet my five-year-old son uh, <laughs> since he decided to interrupt things uh, while we're going on. So yeah, it's it's a little different aspect. The families have has has to get used to me being home to work, and I have to get used to them uh, being more active during the daytime versus just seeing them in the evening. So it's everybody's schedule has been disrupted, but uh, thanks to uh, a lot of mostly thanks to technology, we're we're still able to carry on. Yeah, if you're like me, you found yourself moonlighting as a as a teacher as well. Uh, you know, a little bit of math or maybe some science. Yeah, yeah, it's there's a bit more of that. Uh, instead of just having to check over the lessons, we're having to go through the lesson as well. And it, I tell you, I'm pretty rusty on that. I feel sorry for my new students. That's right. Yeah, that's my situation as well. I'm glad that you all are are have adjusted to it. Um, I, I'm guessing that the school year is getting close to an end for for your children, and you know, for us, that's going to make things a little bit more difficult because then they won't be as busy. Yeah, yeah, that's been the nice thing is that at least it occupies a big part of their day. And one of my daughters has discovered audio books. And so she she's able to plug in and, and listen to a lot of that while she does her other work. And so that's kind of helps occupy her time, too. That's great. Well, Joe Ben, if you don't care, uh, explain a little bit about what Ag Connections, you know, what is who is Ag Connections? What do you all do? Um, and, and I guess what your role there looks like. Ag Connections is a ag technology organization, and uh, we're a bit different now than when we first started out. Uh, so we started out back in 1998, and uh, this is you know this predates me. I didn't join the company until 2004. But Rick Murdoch and Pete Clark founded the company in 1998 in a, a rural part of Callaway County, uh, out uh, really close to uh, Rick's farm operation. And uh, they had a, a vision back then that still holds true today about helping growers uh, be better business managers, help them to understand their farm operations in a way that helps them to save time and be more efficient about what they do. Uh, but back in 98, 99, the early days, uh, Pete and Rick and a few others did quite a bit of consulting work, uh, helped uh, Syngenta and some of its predecessors to uh, handled new product introductions, uh, did a lot of precision ag consulting work on farm. And that, uh, those efforts were rolled into being able to eventually develop a 
farm management system, the one that's known as LandDB today, uh, the earliest iteration of that came about in around 2001. So we have rewritten that and thrown it away over the years and continue to improve it and, and bring it up to speed on the most modern technology. Uh, but uh, what Ag Connections has done is, is about building that software as a product. So we've had a technology team there that uh, you know develops the code and uh, helps to create that. We have uh, product teams that have helped to understand what direction that the product needs to take as far as what features need to come about. And we've always had a very, very strong customer support team. Uh, something that we've always believed in is that, you know, large, a large part of our success is, you know, partially thanks to the technology and what the tool does, but also uh, a big, big part of that has always been how we've supported our customers and, uh, you know, have, have been right up there in the trenches with them, of explaining how to use our tools, helping them to adapt their farming operation to what we do. And every time that, uh, you know, a customer calls Ag Connections, we want them to be connected to, you know, uh, a real person, not a recording, uh, and, and a real person that understands agriculture. So as it is today, uh, almost all of our customer support team has an agriculture degree. So we, we believe in having some subject matter experts that you can talk to that uh, you're not having to, the customer's not having to train us on how to farm. We're able to understand them where they're at and, and focus back on on what they're doing. But uh, getting back to some of the company history, uh, you know, we've we've grown up over the over a few years. Um, we've we started uh, in, in one small office and, and expanded a bit. And then uh, um, we always worked a lot with Syngenta and that led to back in 2015 Syngenta acquired Ag Connections. And uh, we've been pulled into a, lot, uh, a big part of their digital ag efforts uh, globally. They've acquired several other companies that, that looked a lot like Ag Connections. And, uh, you know, that's, I think we were early influence on that strategy of, of how do you pull together uh, the right sort of uh, digital ag footprint around the globe. So we, uh, we're, um, we were growing through Syngenta. They continue to help us to reinvest in our platform and reinvest in the tools that our growers need. Uh, one big uh, investment that they made was helping us to move our office. Uh, so we, we in, uh, let's see, about a year and a half ago, we moved from the, the farm location that we'd always been at to uh, downtown Murray, uh, Murray, Kentucky. So we're fortunate to be in a, a bit better, uh, bigger spot. We just had outgrown our current facility, and uh, the Murray community has really supported us well with that move into town. And uh, I guess that catches us up to uh, where we're at now, uh, with uh, continuing to follow that vision that we had way back in 1998, and uh, try to uh, bring that to bear using uh, more and more uh, modern technology and and trying to get people connected uh, to that. And I think that probably lines up with some of what we're gonna talk about today and, and how uh, we want to help our customers be better connected. Yeah, and, and Joe Ben, for the for listeners, um, I'll add that that the previous location, the farm location was a, was a group of barns um, on one of the founder's farms, correct? 
yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, part of our history. Uh, it's pretty cool. Is that um, when we were starting out, uh, one of our founders uh, had he, he they used to grow tobacco, but they quit growing tobacco for several years before that, and they needed some offices, and they said, well, we're not using that tobacco barn anymore. So they, they took the tobacco barn and, and really took it down to the studs and, and framed it back out and set it up, finished it out nicely, you know, drywall and, and flooring and ceilings and everything and, uh, and made that the first office building. And, you know, it wasn't very long before we filled up that building and they needed more room. So they, they looked out the window across the field and there's this other tobacco barn over there that's sitting unused. So they, they, they jacked it up and hauled it across the field and dropped it on a new foundation. And lo and behold, before you knew it, we had, we doubled our office space by adding on a second barn. So that was, you know, sitting inside it, you never know it was a tobacco barn other than we left some, you know, some of the decoration uh, from the old barn. But, uh, you know, it, it served the purpose very well. No, it, it's a neat, it's neat and very representative of, of the organization and where you come from. And I know, um, at least then it was probably a good reminder when you pulled up at work every day, uh, going into a barn, uh, you know, or a tobacco barn that, you know, kind of where you would come from and, and the work that you all do. Uh, Joe Ben, you talked about connectivity at Connected Nation. We're, you know, we focus on connectivity. Uh, we focus on it in three different areas. Uh, we look at access adoption and use and so um it, when you look at your customers you know i guess from an organizational standpoint you might be able to look at access adoption and use and how those things are imp impact you all but how are your customers impacted by um, connectivity and you know from an access perspective adoption and use as well yeah yeah so you know our customers are generally large farming operations and so they're by the very nature of being a farm they're going to be located in a, a rural area and you know our customer when i say our customers i'm talking about uh, we have customers in just about all the lower 48 states um, and so we're, we're we're talking to people from coast to coast every day and you know we certainly feel their challenges when uh you know, our, co our customer support team often, you know, remotely connects up to them and helps them, uh, helps them out by doing screen sharing and things like that. And, you know, sometimes if they're, you know, they don't have access to a broadband connection, that really impacts our ability to help them and it impacts their ability to adopt our tools. So, you know, that, that grower, that farm operation, uh, they're trying to run a small business. They, you know, they're taking conference calls and they're needing to get on Zoom with all their, uh, you know, business partners that they interact with. Uh, they're needing to pay their bills and handle, you know, lots of business activity, whether it's online banking um, or accessing agronomic tools like the ones that we provide. Um, or there's, you know, there's just a, a large plethora of, of remotely connected tools now. So, you know, I, I think about it, you know, you've got the you know, the office location, whether that's at, you know, at the farmstead or, you know, it might be the kitchen table for some people, but, you know, they need something, they need, they, they have their home base and they need good connectivity at their home base to be able to, you know, connect in with all these tools. And then you've got all the equipment. So whether it's, 
you know, all their, you know, tractors, uh, combines, sprayers, that sort of thing, or you've got, you know, grain bin systems that uh, you're remotely monitoring, remotely controlling dryers and fans. Uh, you've got sensors uh, for, you know, soil moisture, soil nutrient monitoring, pest and disease management. You've got irrigation systems that, you know, just about every major irrigation manufacturer uh, can put a remote control package uh, on that. You've got uh, drone systems and other uh, remote uh, monitoring systems that are out there. And all those things, you know, have, have different, you know, different needs, different bandwidth uh, uh, things that they need to work off of. Uh, but they're all, you know, at some point they need to connect. We need to exchange information with those. And, uh, you know, the, the more connected we can be, the better, because that, you know, saves, saves one more trip to the field to go and, and check something. So, you know, if you're a grower and you've got a couple hundred fields that you're trying to monitor, uh, it gets pretty hard to, you know, put put a set of eyeballs on those every day or as often as you need to without having some tools that can alert you and flag you on, okay, here's where you need to, here's the top priority you need to go check out today versus uh, having to go check everything just to know what the problem might be. So, uh, you know, just breaking it down that way around, you know, you have you, your, your home base might be the, you know, the kitchen table or it might be the shop. And you need a good solid connection there to be able to, you know, tie into all those tools. And then you've got all the, you know, remote tools that might be, you know, scattered out across, you know, 50 mile radius or even wider uh, that you need to, to think about as well. You know, jump in when we talk about ag connections as an organization, you talked about making a move um, from the original offices to, to a new location was there any conversation about moving away from Murray, Kentucky, which is, you know, a, a relatively small community has a, a great university there. Was there any conversation about moving away? And, and if not, what is the driving force behind um, staying in Murray? Uh, you know, is there, are there workforce issues, so on and so forth? Yeah, there's a lot to talk about there. Um, so, you know, we were at our, we talk about moving, I guess, first, um, you know, at our old office, I can remember when I first started, I think back in 04, the whole, the whole office was running off of like a six meg DSL connection. And, you know, we had 10 or 15 people at the time and it was, it was strained at times. And then, uh, we were very fortunate that around 2009, 2010, maybe a little bit later, uh, West Kentucky and Tennessee Telephone Co-op received a uh, grant for running fiber to the home across their whole service area. And so we were, we were very fortunate. We were one of the first businesses that were able to get connected uh, through that initiative and, and have uh, fiber uh, run right to us. And uh, so we were able to really boost up our, our, our connectivity and bandwidth there. And that alone enabled us to stay at our former uh, tobacco barn location uh, for a lot longer uh, than than we might have originally thought. And so we were we were able to you know really work globally uh, from the backside of nowhere, and and no one you know no one could tell it was as long as we had that kind of connectivity, it didn't matter 
where if we were there or if we were sitting in in Manhattan, you know, it was it was just as good. That gave us a lot of a lot of viability as a business uh, to continue working from where we're at. And coming from that experience of having worked uh, really just you know uh, off of a farm location like that, we knew that as long as we had good bandwidth, we could continue operating from the Murray community. You know, it wasn't like we had to pack up and move to Nashville or, or Silicon Valley or, or somewhere like that to continue operating our business. We knew that you could truly work from anywhere as long as you had uh, the connectivity. You know, all our investment has always been in our people, their knowledge and our technology. We've never been the type of company to have a lot of money or, or investment tied up in overhead. So, uh, you know, we need, we knew we, we had a good thing going in Murray. So when we, when we started thinking about, okay, we're, we're going to run out of space at our old office location. We need to move somewhere. So, you know, we went to our local telecom providers and we said, we need to see your fiber map, wherever we're going. We're not, we've, we've been spoiled by being on fiber for several years. We're going to relocate our office to somewhere where there is fiber. And, you know, we, we were educated enough about it that we weren't going to just go build an office and assume that they would be able to get fiber to us in some way. We, we, you know, we drew out the map of, okay, here's all the main roads and here's how, where the fiber lines run. And we're going to make sure that wherever we land, we're going to be close to that. And then when we ultimately landed uh, there inside the city limits of Murray, we were fortunate that uh, Murray electric systems, um, had fiber just you know a few poles down the street and they were able to uh, stretch it over to us and and get us hooked up and and have a, a very robust connection there now so we've we've always had good partners in our in our telecom providers um, talking a little bit about more about murray state uh, we've always had a good partnership with murray state uh, both with the ag department which i'm an alumni of um, and the more uh, you know it or or computer science focused disciplines such as their you know telecommunication systems department uh, computer science department computer information systems uh, whenever we've needed employees we've been able to reach out to you know usually directly to the you know department chair on campus and say hey you know who can you recommend or in even in some cases before we even ask the departments will come to us and say hey we've got you know, a really sharp graduate that's going to be graduating here in a semester or two, we'd like to get you, like you to get to know them. And that uh, that's worked out several times and allowed us to, you know, really get a, a good hire as soon as they're coming out of out of Murray State. And, you know, that's that's, I think, mutually beneficial because we, you know, we as a company benefit from having that kind of relationship with with the university by having a good talent pipeline. Uh, the the you know the new hires the candidates coming in benefit because they um, you know really can can start before they even graduate they can start under you know understanding the company and and beginning to you know understand if there if there's a place for them here and I think the whole Murray community benefits uh, because we don't have that it helps to fight the whole brain drain issue right of uh, you know we're you know City of Murray is is about you know twenty thousand people, uh, so we're I think we're still considered rural, and you know we fight the the brain drain issue of having a lot of our new graduates 
uh, siphoned off into, you know, bigger uh, metropolitan areas where there's, you know, there are more jobs there. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, we, we like to support having the, the local community stay pretty solid by trying to get some of those uh, younger grads uh, that are talented uh, to uh, stay in stay in our local community, stay in our local area, uh, you know, be involved in the community, raise their families here, and and be able to you know help maintain uh, our communities as as being viable into the future. And technology and connectivity plays a big part in that. If you if you don't have the uh, connectivity and, and bandwidth for those types of people to work from here and our types of businesses to, to be here, then, uh, then it's, it's, it makes it really difficult for some of those uh, younger graduates to, to stay around. Joe, Ben, listening to you talk there a little bit, it, it becomes clear that, that relationships are, are, have been a key factor uh, in the success that you all have had locally um, is there any advice that you would have for, uh, you know, not necessarily even agricultural businesses, but just rural businesses in general about developing those relationships in order to, um, expand your business or make your business viable, as you said earlier? Yeah, I think, you know, our, one of our keys to success was that, uh, you know, our founders had a very strong relationship with a large ag company early on. So, uh, you know, Rick and Pete both did work for uh, Novartis and Sibagagi that you know, later became Syngenta. And, and that partnership uh, is what, you know, allowed them to have, a, you know, a viable company early on. And, you know, they, it wasn't just Syngenta. There were other companies that we did work for over the years. And uh, it was always fun for me as a, you know, a, a new employee just getting going to to go along on trips with them and you know i'd just be amazed by how many connections they did have and who all they did know uh because you know ag agriculture tends to be a it's 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 a large industry but it, at the same time it also feels small where uh, a lot of the players know each other and it's it's you can still have that kind of uh connectivity across the industry where you know, within a few phone calls, you can usually get connected uh, to to the people that you need. So uh, being able to have those partnerships, being able to, you know, even though they were, you know, you know, based here in West Kentucky and and, uh, you know, not necessarily, you know, coming from a, a technology hotbed, they were able to, uh, you know, quickly uh, network their way uh, through a lot of the ag technology uh, companies that uh, that were around and to forge a lot of those partnerships that you know we're still uh, reaping the benefits of today uh, because they were able to uh, you know connect the players uh, understand the landscape and, uh, and and be able to you know build their business based on on those uh, on those relationships that they developed early on and so you know even though you know we talk about you know, it's, it's technology, it's corporate business and, and all that. It's, it's very much still a relationship game and it doesn't matter, you know, where you're at, uh, forming those relationships is, is the foundation for being able to, uh, you know, just do good business. So as we kind of start to wrap up, uh, what hurdles do you currently have? 
how can communities, uh, the community of Murray or, or even West Kentucky or just the agricultural community for that matter, um, or, or business partners, how can they begin to help uh, address those, those hurdles or obstacles that you've got? Yes. I mean, you know, workforce continues to be a big one. Uh, you know, I talked about hiring from the university is, is a strong source of candidates. Uh, but we've also experienced when you need, you really need to bring in an experienced senior person. It's a bit more difficult to do that, right? Because a lot of times they're already, you know, they're not at the university anymore. They're, they've been gone for several years and, you know, you look around and you want to bring somebody back in. Well, you know, they're, they're like, you're either, you know, we've already established families and other communities and, uh, you know, they're, they hesitate to pick up and leave. So, um, it's, it's tough when you need to, you know, uh, recruit those senior employees. We've, we've struggled with that a bit, but, you know, one, one strategy that we've adopted to help with that has been to allow remote work. You know, just like I said, you know, we, we believe that thanks to technology and being able to be strongly connected, uh, we can really service customers anywhere from, from wherever we're at. Uh, it's the same way with, with employees. You can, have your employees remotely distributed and especially during the times of, of the pandemic that we're currently focusing or facing, uh, you know, you already have your employees distributed lots of places, uh, from working remotely. Uh, thankfully we'd already made that shift to allowing more and more remote work and it's, it's served as well in being able to, uh, recruit employees. And, uh, we've, you know, we've, have recruited several out of Nashville that um, have that metropolitan growth that Nashville has seen, that rapid growth has contributed to a lot of people wanting to go fully remote. That even though they're in a, a big metropolitan area with lots of jobs, the having to face that drive, face the traffic, and uh, face all those challenges that, you, that come with being in a big metropolitan area uh they you know people have been excited to find an opportunity to work remotely uh for that so a success strategy that we've had is to you know look at the nashville market and actually you know re recruit back out of there versus you know uh like our community losing people to the nashville market it's kind of been the other way around we've been able to pull people out of the nashville market uh they just don't necessarily relocate they they just have their their job with us. And then if they do need to, you know, pop in for a meeting, well, it's, you know, it's two hours away and they can, uh, you know, commute every once in a while if, if needed in person, but every day it's, it's not that big of a deal. So workforce continues to be one. And, uh, you know, the, the broadband issue, uh, is going to be one that we continue to need to support in that, uh, you know, we, we, we're, we're in a pretty good spot. You know, West Kentucky, uh, is, is well served thankfully, but you know, most rural communities don't have that luxury. And so for our customer base, uh, you know, we need continued, uh, the continued push for better broadband, uh, access, whether that's via, you know, fiber installation in some places or, or 5g access in others. Uh, you know, we really need that in our rural communities. And as we've seen uh, through some of the shocks that we felt through this pandemic, um, you know, our rural communities are very important for that supply chain of keeping us all fed. And, 
to help them be more resilient and be more productive. Uh, we really need to invest uh, to make that happen. Yeah, Joe Ben, you you kind of allude to um, at least some of the the news I've been seeing about uh, potential um, issues with particularly our meat uh, meat supply because of some of the uh, not so much production, but processing of processing facilities and the hit that those have taken. And, you know, it, it looks like uh, a lot of producers are having to make, you know, real-time decisions about their livestock. Uh, and so it, it does seem as though, uh, you know, it would be extremely difficult. It's extremely difficult to operate without um, adequate connectivity. But, you know, in these times when the market is changing and things are, um, you know, uncertain, it would seem that it's extremely difficult. Yep, that's right. I mean, information is what drives all the key decision-making on that. And, you know, more and more uh, technology is, is what powers the uh, all the information that we use to make our decisions and, and to understand the, the landscape that we're working in. So uh, it just underscores the, the need to keep all those, all, all our producers in mind uh, keep supporting them every way we can. Joe Ben, I appreciate you taking some time with, uh, to speak with us today. This is really the first of our rural technology leaders podcasts, and uh, it seemed fitting to to touch on agriculture and and start with with an organization that I was at least remotely aware of. And so it's been great to hear about what what Ag Connections is doing, the the work that you have done personally there. Um, and we look forward to and, and hope that we'll have the opportunity to, to maybe bring you back in some other time with uh, some of your peers and, and discuss even further about how uh, connectivity and, and technology uh, it can be leveraged or further leveraged in many cases, especially in our rural communities. Thanks very much, Wes. Uh, really appreciate the chance to speak with you today and uh, you know support the work that Connected Nation is doing. Uh, to try to to help everybody understand the importance uh, of of the broadband initiatives out there, and uh, you know, be glad to come back anytime. We appreciate it. Thank you, Joe Ben. Thank you. You can find out more about Ag Connections online at agconnections.com. That's a g c o n n e c t i o n s dot com. Thanks for listening. If you liked the show and would like to know more about Connected Nation, head over to the Connected Nation website at connectednation.org. Or please leave us a review at iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, or Spotify.